Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the South Bay Show, Manhattan Beach Chamber 360. On November 8th, 2019 live love laugh and leave a legacy that's what we do here in the south bay of los angeles and it's a beautiful place to do just that the south bay show is brought to you by the manhattan beach chamber of commerce the manhattan beach chamber of commerce has been serving the city of manhattan beach for over 60 years and they are dedicated to promoting a strong local economy by supporting the community, providing valuable business connections, and representing business with government. The Chamber staff is focused on providing its membership with the tools and resources to help businesses grow and thrive within the community. Their goal is to continually support the individual efforts of business as they work to support the growth of the local economy. For more information on how the Manhattan Beach Chamber of Commerce is working with member businesses and the city of Manhattan Beach to support that growth, visit the website at manhattanbeachchamber.com or call 310-545-5313. I'm your host, Joe Terry, and uh, you can read all about our many adventures on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash the South Bay Show. Persistence, passion, principle, and purpose, that's what we talk about here on the South Bay Show. Uh, normally, joining us uh, as co-host and uh, the CEO and president of the Manhattan Beach Chamber, Kelly Stroman, but she's going to take an, a more active role today. And of course, uh, with us normally because of our great partnership with South Bay by Jackie Dot com and executive producer of the South Bay Show, Jackie Balestra, normally joins us, but she can't be with us today. To I have to unmute you first, and then I can say, Kelly, how are you today? Good morning, Joe. I'm excellent. And good, happy Friday. Good morning. How are you? Great, good. Um, it's a good day, and... Uh, going to be uh the the weather was just wonderful yesterday just a it beautiful day little, here in the neighborhood yeah it's a little foggy where i am this morning. <laughs> very foggy actually yeah all right gorgeous. some variation in the weather it's not just 75 and sunny like always <laughs> it will be tomorrow it's supposed to be like 82 tomorrow <laughs> <laughs> 82 it's sunny okay wonderful so, um, as always, uh, uh, I have a, a caller. I'm going to check out who our caller is, but uh, tell us, Kelly, what's going on with the chamber? What is going on? Well, you know, uh, we're gearing up for Veterans Day weekend. I think, you know, Monday is uh, nice. Veterans Day. There's a lot of celebrations going on over the weekend. Um, it's always so important 
um, to honor our veterans, our active military, our first responders. They, um, they all make life you know, easier and better for all of us. And so uh, the Rotary Club of Manhattan Beach has a huge uh, you know, fundraiser and salute. It's, it's more so you know, a salute to all the veterans and honoring all of them on Sunday. Um, it's in the Connecta parking lot on Rosecrans. Connecta is the title sponsor, very generous. And they support um, many veterans' causes, as does Rotary. And it's a huge uh, craft beer tasting and Texas-style barbecue. Uh, all you can Ooh. eat, all you can taste and drink with all the beer. Um, there's a cornhole tournament, which I guess is all the rage and the thing now at events like this. And expecting about five to 700 people to show up. Um, a lot of them will be veterans and active military. We're going to do, you know, military salute midway. Um, we have a nice program. We have the um, Miracosta Jazz Band performing. Uh, we do taps. There's all sorts of, you know, good things uh, on tap. Pardon the pun. Uh, for for the <laughs> it's really a spectacular afternoon. Uh, a lot of uh, we have live music, fun dancing with. Yachty by Nature, which you know, they play yacht rock, which is a whole uh, genre of itself. So uh, this is our second annual one, yeah. and it's going to be a lot of fun. So people can, if yeah. you are a veteran, if you are an active military or a first responder, um, we want you to attend, and uh, thanks to generous sponsors, your entrance fee has been waived. It is free. Um, we do ask that people register on Eventbrite if they can, just so we have a head count. Uh, but at this, pay, at this point, if you just show up, that's good, too. So uh, everybody else, tickets are $35. Uh, we encourage, obviously, mm -hmm. over because it is a beer-tasting type of event. But it's going to be a wonderful afternoon. The weather is going to be gorgeous. There's plenty of parking in the surrounding area. And we encourage everybody to, to come out and have fun and support our military. Um, so important, you know. And if you're not able to do that, and if you see a veteran or know of one or active duty, you know, make sure you give thanks to them this weekend because it's obviously mm -hmm. uh, all of them make our lives safe and easier. So it's so important to recognize them. Uh, yes. Had a really fun ribbon cutting this week. Um, oh, really? Who? Uh, Beach City's Optometry, which is on Highland Avenue, they've been in downtown Manhattan Beach for years and years and years and years. They joined the chamber, and they simultaneously had a huge mural of the L.A. Kings painted on both sides of their building. This is a deal we've been working on for about a year and a half. Uh, the Kings came to me when I was still in my downtown role about a year and a half ago and said, hey, we want to paint a mural a uh, King's Mural in downtown Manhattan Beach somewhere. Where can we do that? And I'm like, well, how big are we talking? And so we discussed it, and uh, I immediately thought of Dr. Robert Stahl and because uh, he owns his building where Beach City's optometry is. And mm -hmm. I said, hey, you've got the building, you've got the wall. It's on Highland where 100,000 cars pass through, you know, every day. And you're a King's fan. Would you like to have a King's mural painted on the side of your building? Uh, it's kind of a match made in heaven. And a year and a half later, uh, getting through all the red tape, and actually it was supposed to be done last winter, but as you know, we had pretty much straight rain for three months. So the project got pushed a little bit to 
uh, just now. It's been finished. It's, it's really fun. L.A. Kings Merrill. There's a few players on it. Um, it it's kind of it's a little whimsical, but yet you know um, artistic. It's painted on both sides of the building, so the north and the southbound. So if you're on Highland Avenue, going let's just say from Manhattan Beach to Hermosa Beach, kind of in those directions, you can't miss it. It's uh, it's really fun. It's just mm-hmm. south of Manhattan Beach Boulevard. So the L.A. Kings, Bailey, the Ice Crew. Um, a lot of you know business neighbors and residents came out, and uh, of course Bailey always steals the show when he's around. Uh, we had a lot of fun, you know, honoring uh, these two businesses. The LA Kings are also a member of the chamber, so it was kind of a double celebration. And uh, we cut the ribbon and had a lot of fun. And uh, very, yeah, there's a lot of pictures floating around, but it's always nice to celebrate more art. Um, in any of our beach cities, you know, there's a lot of murals popping up kind of everywhere. Mm-hmm. A big focus for everybody, you know. And um, there's mm-hmm. a lot of Instagrammable pictures that are uh, can be taken with the mural. There's, you know, a, a king's kind of crown in one place. If you kind of squat down just perfectly, you can take a picture with, basically with the crown on your head type of thing. So super fun. So right. um, anybody, right. you know, in the area, it's located at 1103 Highland Avenue, just south of Manhattan Beach Boulevard. Check out the mural. Stop, pull over, take a picture, um, and have fun. And, of course, you know, if you're doing that, hashtag the chamber, hashtag the kings, hashtag Beach City's optometry, um, and have a little fun with it. <laughs> um, super fun, you know. And, and then last night, I had a very busy evening. Um, I went from the opening yeah. of a, a new, uh, another, a new, co-working space called Control Collective. It's, it's um, CTRL. It basically is, is kind of the acronym that says collective. It's over in the True <laughs> building that's located at Rosecrans and Aviation. Um, True Religion has downsized a little bit. And so they have subleased out the entire third floor of their building. And uh, the, these people came in, converted it to co-working. It's super groovy and cool. Kind of, I don't even want to say high tech. It, it is high tech, but it's very. Um, yeah. That's kind of a European feel to it. Uh, and the design, lovely people running it. We had a big event last night. Uh, with LinkedIn Local. So LinkedIn Local came. They brought um, several local entrepreneurs and CEOs and kind of had a panel discussion about starting your own business, which is, you know, what you find a lot in these co-shared working spaces. Um, A lot of entrepreneurs that either are sole, you know, um, practitioner or they – they ramp up, and all of a sudden they have 30 or 40 employees, and that's the nice, that's kind of the glory of working spaces like this is you can start with a little office of one or two and then quickly grow into a larger space. You know, all these all these co-working you know, spaces have spaces for one, spaces for four, spaces for 20, you know, and all that. So really a really a nice event, a lot of you know, different people and um, a lot of fun. And then I left that quickly and went over to Shade Hotel, Manhattan Beach, uh, to join South Bay Magazine mm-hmm. and a bunch of female entrepreneurs uh, who they had speaking uh, at an event called Inspire. And they had a bunch of um, local vendors, people with jewelry, hair care, skin care, nails, all that. Morgan's Jewelers was there. Mm-hmm. A little bit of a shopping boutique for all the women. 
And then we all sat down and listened to the stories of uh, three different entrepreneurially women that are in Manhattan Beach. Um, the uh, first two, Erin uh, Condren and Pamela Saltzman. And they told their stories from kind of their college days up, you know, through getting married, motherhood, and then starting a business, not necessarily in that order. And uh, the challenges of, you know, doing so. And what was interesting, Joe, is none of them, you know, knew exactly what they were going to do. And I think that's so common. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they were, they were in college. One was an economics major. One was a sociology major. And then all of a sudden, for whatever reason, however they got into it, whether it was printing invitations, you know, for their wedding or for their baby, you know, announcements, or mm-hmm. whether it was cooking for college friends or, you know, whatever, um, they both got into their professions in different ways, and but they're both doing what they love and have made um, quite a business um, out of both of them. They're both, you know, they've gone way beyond the boundaries of Manhattan Beach, um, way beyond the regional. Uh, they're no longer geo-local, as I say to you and Jackie. They, Erin you know, <laughs> uh, Condren has expanded into several different states now, and it's very exciting stories um, were shared last night. So, um, And, of course, South Bay Magazine always brings the fun and the glamour, and they did a great job. Shade Hotel always does a beautiful job. And it was another very inspirational evening with uh, – women in business and a lot of locals hearing their stories. So um, that's what I've been up to. How about you? Right. That's amazing. I love that. And, oh, there's nothing to tell about me in my life right now. (laughs) It's just busy, boring, uh, kids all over the place, Oregon, uh, and other places, and uh, uh, I'm just enjoying working. That's all. Good. Well, you know what? Sometimes <laughs> less is more. Uh, you know, yeah. not having events to go to or something, uh, that actually would kind of be a beautiful thing if I could have a week like that. Wouldn't it? <laughs> it would, um, you, you, know, you wouldn't know what to do with yourself. I know. I know. Maybe spend, you know, a minute of time on myself. Uh, and work out. That would be fun, huh? <laughs> hey, speaking of, there's a new business opening up, um, uh, F45. Have you heard of it? It's like one of these new workout places that's popping up everywhere, kind of circuit training, um, a little bit of, you know, CrossFit, a little bit of cardio, a little bit of weightlifting. Uh, they okay. have a new location on Sepulveda in Manhattan Beach, and they've been doing free classes all week. My son, my older son, as you know, is an athlete and a lifeguard, I sent him to it and yes. came home dragging, you know, at 6 a.m. going, oh, my gosh, that class was amazing, you know. Um, so super oh. fun. They're having a grand opening tomorrow uh, with a bunch of different yes. people and vendors and, you know, photographers that are doing, you know, I, they, they have a bunch of, you know, all the food, the kombucha companies, all that type of thing are going to be there. But yes. um, uh, they're on, uh, I'll pull up their address. I'm sorry I don't have it at my fingertips. But they are located on Sepulveda um, in the old cryo-wave space. Uh, Give me a second here, and I will tell you the address. Um, But it would be fun for people um, to stop by tomorrow. Here it is, 2001 North Sepulveda Boulevard, right next to Baker, California, 
kind of across the street yeah. from uh, the Rubios and Manhattan Bread and Bagel area. So, anyways, stop by, have fun, eat, drink some right. kombucha, have some healthy snacks, and check out the space. F45. F45. F, the F, uh, F, not sure, I think it stands for function, 45, or fitness, fitness. 45 chance for the 45 minute workout that you get. 45 minute super high charge, you know, uh, circuit training. uh, All the attendees, you you rotate from station to station with, you know, one or two instructors, and you all have to kind of keep moving and Mm -hmm. be in sync. Everything from weightlifting to jump rope to, you know, the the ropes with like the, you know, the the CrossFit type of ropes and stuff. And, uh, but it's a 45 minute high intensity workout. They say for all levels um, right. of fitness. My son came home and goes, Mom, I don't think you should do it. You wouldn't be walking for a week. I think he was accusing me of not being in shape. Um, uh, but I agree. And so I'm like, okay, maybe I won't do that one yet. Anyways, so uh, super fun. So that's it. Should we uh, I'm sure. talk about uh, another local yeah. entrepreneur? Yes, we should. And and are you gonna um you, are you gonna do the honors when we introduce I can. the uh, and, guest? Uh, you know, I bet oh. I bet our guest today didn't set out when he was in college to be doing what he is doing now either. So I love these stories how how they um, evolve. So shall I? Right. Please, right. Kelly. Who's our guest today? Joe, we have a returning guest this morning, Ed Lynch, founder of Michael's Learning Place. Ed Lynch founded Michael's Learning Place in 2001 in honor of his daughter, Michael. At the age of two, it became apparent that she was developmentally and physically disabled. Michael passed away at the young age of seven and a half. As a result, Ed has dedicated his life to creating programs that enable youth and adults with developmental disabilities to live independent, fulfilled and productive lives. What started as a small after-school program in Hawthorne for 16 students has now grown into a variety of programs for over 100 students that include a second after-school program in Culver City, the MILE, M-I-L-E program, Path to Independence Adult Day program, and the most recently, Mikey's Cafe, a pop-up coffee and bakery service truck providing training and employment for individuals with developmental disabilities. This morning, we learn about the upcoming Santa Stroll fundraiser and, of course, updates on what is happening at Michael's these days. Welcome back to the program, Ed. We are so glad you could join us this morning. Good morning. It's great to be back. Everyone seems Thank to be you. in a really good mood on the beautiful weather we're having today. That's great. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's 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 something to be thankful for. It's not something we're, you know, sort of poor in. We're very rich in uh, having great, <laughs> great weather days. <laughs> but um, it's wonderful. And, uh, you know, Ed, we've had you on the show before. I always think it's much more interesting to do, you know, a, a different angle, a different, I don't know what, something that would interest people even if they had heard the previous show. And so I'm thinking, I'm thinking, I'm thinking, I'm thinking, I'm thinking, and I say, ask him what else he might be doing if he weren't running Michaels. So my first question for you, Ed, is what is it that you did dream about doing 
uh, before you began the 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 Michael's effort, and then tell us how those began to came together, come together. Well, you know, I to be honest with you, I didn't have any big dreams of what it is I was going to be doing with my life. Um, and I think having Michael really kind of gave my life meaning, to be honest with you. Um, I couldn't imagine doing anything else. I couldn't imagine, you know, working in a corporate world. And because of my circumstances, I get to do what I do. And so I, I don't look back at any of what could have been. I mean, I love photography. Um, I love people, uh, you know, uh, entrepreneurial spirit. Um, but there was nothing that really gave me a drive. A lot of people, when they're in college, they have a drive to be an attorney, be a doctor, whatever it might be. I didn't have any right. of that. I kind of, you know, flew by the seat of my pants, so to speak. And um, in circumstances of my life has put me in this position um, right. for the last 17, 18 years. So um, this is what I'm supposed to be doing. Okay. Okay. Then if you're you're in the right place at the right time, you're you're executing a plan that came to you uh, like a bolt of lightning, but the plan didn't come all at once, I know. So tell us, right. you know, um, you lose Michael. You think, okay, uh, she's in a better place now, but then you think I should – become a doctor, I should become a, a, a skilled, uh, maybe even a skilled uh, consultant with families on resources that are available, but then Michael's, how did, how did that transition happen? Well, you know, six months after my kid passed, I was given an opportunity to run uh, an after-school program that worked with the same population. And what I learned from that organization are certain things we should be doing and certain things we should be, not be doing. And so I always knew I wanted to do more. And, you know, got the, got the smart people around me, sat down, discussed the plan of how we're going to do this, um, and just found a location to, to house Michael for the first nine years. We were at a church in Hawthorne, um, had relationships with families, um, did our, you know, filled out our nonprofit paperwork, and just started the ball rolling not knowing how far the ball would roll and how much it would pick up along the way, um, like a snowball, you know, rolling down a hill. And it just turned into so much more. I can't, I can't say that I sat down one day and said, okay, this is the master plan in five, 10 years from now, what I expect Michaels to be. Um, I think the thing about Michaels that's unique is that we, we look at opportunities when they come along and see if it makes sense for us to do them. Um, you know, when we moved into our building here in Hawthorne, a 10,000 square foot building, and at the time we only had an after-school program, it did make it did make complete sense to do something in the mornings, and that's when the adult program started. So mm -hmm. one thing led to another, um, and then once the adult program started, and we realized trying to find employment for our, for our students was really really difficult out there, we started the commercial kitchen and the bakery. Um, and then that transitioned to a pop-up coffee service. And then the food truck came, became part of that beginning of this year. Um, and then, you know, trying to create more opportunities for our students to create more awareness in the community, to raise revenue for, for a nonprofit Michaels. 
we started Michael's Prints, which is a direct-to-garment printing business. We started that this past March. And it's, again, mm-hmm. creating awareness, creating revenue, creating job training and employment for a you know, severely underserved population, you know, 85% unemployment rate. Um, and everything is wrong with that. So circumstances happen along the way, and the opportunities arose, and we jumped on the opportunity. But those opportunities don't happen right. without the community, without the smart people alongside you, without you know, funders, corporations, foundations, everybody kicking in and helping, and then the staff that are doing the work every day. And you know, it takes the community, it takes a village, and a village has built Michael. I had a vision, and a vision is just a vision if you don't have people around you to make it a reality. Right. We, you know, we talk to a lot of entrepreneurs uh, on this show. Just, just talk a little bit about the the gathering the right wise people. What, 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 what are you talking about there? Well, you know, as you grow your organization. So, if you looked at the first board of directors we had, they were mostly friends of mine, people that knew my daughter. We had a connection. They were smart people, business people, you know, self-employed, one, an accountant, attorney, that sort of thing. And then Michael's has transitioned to such a different board today where we do have the professional people on the board that we need, people with financial understanding, legal understanding, um, you know, work with bigger corporations that support us. I mean, it's building those relationships and finding the pieces of the puzzle that you need. Um, for example, we're working on the direct-to-garment printing business, embroidery business, and so we've been partnering with a couple of groups at USC to help us with the business plans and setting up best practices and policies and procedures. Well, I don't have that knowledge. But if you go outside and you look for it and you ask people for help to get involved for a cause, like Michael's, people want to jump on board. So it's identifying right. what you need moving forward, not just for today, but in 20, 30 years from today. Right. You, you know, Kelly, uh, listening to Ed talk in the beginning, uh, a, an idea just uh, came to me all of a sudden that when the chamber takes on a new member, they should arrange a meeting with the five top sort of uh, – areas or functional areas of experts that that business should have a relationship with. They can always choose a different banker or a different accountant, but they should at least meet with a single accountant at one point to talk about how they're managing the resources that they have and accounting for them and all that. Don't you think, Kelly? Uh, Of course. Um, And that's what the chamber does is we connect people, you know, whether we're connecting or, uh, but I mean an official, an official. This member has now seen and communicated with the five functional areas of experts that they need to, and after that, well, you know, may their God go with them. But at least in the beginning, we've made sure <laughs> that they've seen and, the and five functional comes, areas. They come with a different yeah. level of you know engagement. I mean. Some have those teams totally locked in, others don't, others have a partial. Some people don't even know that they should be talking yeah. to an attorney about certain regulations or rules. In fact, I was just having this conversation last week uh, with one of our law firms and talking about you know, employee liability. And you know, we were talking about how the laws change so fast. 
too. So, you know, we try to keep people abreast of major changes, um, but uh, and we always try to engage with new members too. Just uh, we don't do what you're saying exactly, right. Joe. I think it's a great right. idea, but we always do, you know, engage with them and get them up to speed on just the basic chamber functions. And then often in that right. conversation comes up other things like this, and um, and then trying to constantly, you know, stay engaged with them too. Um, we all get so busy, you know, uh, the organization right. and thing. That's the, and prioritizing, you know, because sometimes right. these types aren't a priority to somebody. Uh, even though they are starting a new business, until they like, it's a, it's a fire drill and they need it, right? You know, then they're like, oh wait a minute, I need to talk to this yeah. person. So, I agree. Yeah. So structure is good, and I'm going okay. to you on that. Figure out, see how we we can make that happen. <laughs> well, I I think that the chamber so, has been a wonderful partner to Michael's Learning Place. I mean, they get the word out about who we are and what we do. And a lot of the times when you're a small nonprofit. That's what you need. You need people that can spread spread the word about the work that you're doing and talk about events that we have going on and have them find a way of right. getting more involved. Um, so I've, I've got nothing but love for the chambers. I mean, we're members for quite a few of them, and they all do a great job of getting the word about out about Michaels and who we are. Um, you know, we, we were talking about how do you get the people behind you to help you out, um, interesting story is, you know, when, when, again, when I started Michael's, you know, the internet, you can go online, you can find your articles on corporation and your bylaws and you can get things to fit your needs and cut and paste and put it together. And then, you know, fast forward 10 years and an attorney friend, Dan Chase says, you know, she donated a year of services to Michael's to get our, all our legal documents up to par. And it's amazing how that yeah. changed um, it, I mean, our bylaws from two pages went to like 13, 14 pages. So to have people like that yeah. are willing to help a nonprofit, whether it's Michael's or another nonprofit, is invaluable because we can't afford to be paying, you know, the attorney's fees to put things together when we're just trying to keep programs open. Right. And that right. came through chamber relationships. And, and there's so there's, Ed, there's the, the business arrangement or, or construction of Michael's Place that's obviously uh, very well done. But the other part, the services that you provide to your customers and clients is uniquely holistic. Children, adults, work, play, it's its very holistic, solving, you know, as I say, um, uh, addressing multiple areas of the lives of people and their families who are taking care of them who are developmentally and physically disabled. So talk about the whole holism of, of Michael's Place, Learning Place. It's employment, training, and actually creating businesses to employ people? Yes. Yeah, so, again, because of the lack of employment opportunities out there, and, I mean, we've got some students in the adult program that are employed out in the community. And we've, we've got some wonderful partnerships now, but it was always not always easy going and it's still not easy. And so the only you know thing that made sense to us was to create businesses, to create businesses that would provide training with the supports they might need that they may not get at another job. Um, and, but also to create the awareness. So when they're at the food truck, when we have our pop-up coffee booth and people are interacting with our students, they'll see they're just like you and I. So when it comes to holistic approach, if you look at us, the three of us individually, right, we have a full, mm -hmm. 
full life. We, we've got friendships. We've got jobs. We've got travel. We've got all these great things in our life that we all deserve to have. So when Johnny walks in the door, Mary walks in the door, they're an individual first and foremost. And they're not a disability. They're not a label. And so if we look at the person as a whole, what is the quality of life for them going to be? For you, what is that going to be? For me, what is that going to be? And then I think it's important to provide those opportunities, to provide the independent living skills so they can, you know, travel, train, walk across the street safely, go to the market and shop, understand baking and budgeting, you know, go to a job, have friendships at employment places, you know, understand proper hygiene when you're at a job. So it's the whole individual. It's not just the job piece. I mean, you know, if we were just to get Johnny a job and drop him off there and, okay, see you later, Johnny. You know, what about all the other components of life that are right. just as important? The social aspects that, right. you know, it's a lonely world for individuals with disabilities, you know, from schools, from being segregated to schools are over. Now what do they do? They're not part of a sports team. They're not part of, a you know, an arts team. They're not in theater. Not all of them, of course, but we need to provide more opportunities. And we need to show society right. they're just like you and me. Somebody attached a label, throw away the label, mm-hmm. and look at the individual. Mm-hmm. It's um, it 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 comes down to a very simple uh, sort of change in perspective, right? Developmentally disabled, physically disabled is one thing, but developmentally disabled doesn't mean that a person can't learn an infinite number of things, they're not just going to learn them at the same speed as other people. Absolutely. And isn't that but, the way the three of us are? Right. You know, you and I could right. be going into a, a woodcrafting class and you may get it quicker than me or I might get it quicker than you. And so mm-hmm. there's these preconceived ideas because you have a development of disabilities that you cannot do something. And that's why I say mm-hmm. throw the label out the door. Let's find out mm-hmm. what Johnny can do. Let's put Johnny into the fire with the supports and believe in Johnny. And then once Johnny starts seeing that he can have these successes and that, that independence, it's like dominoes. I mean, there's so many stories of success that we've seen here, individually based stories, which is the reason why we continue to do the work because of those individual stories. The young, you know, the young person with autism that has a hard time having eye contact, engaging with the public, you know, you know, spatially needs so much space, to, you know, in between you and the customer to all of a sudden, you know, a year and a half later, eye contact, interacting, laughing, joking, remembering names, just like we do. But if we didn't throw this young lady into the right. fire right. with the supports, we would never know what the capabilities are. Right. And that's for everybody, whether you have a disability right. or not. Hey, Joe. <laughs> We need to take a station break. I'm keeping you on track in Jackie's absence. And then maybe after we come back, um, I want um, to talk about uh, the the truck and where that is before we get into Santa Stroll, because I want to talk about how much fun um, so many of the Michael's Place um, participants had at the summer movie series that we had. Um, And I I think you know what I'm talking about. So, um, Joe, you want to go into <laughs> Okay. Yes, I will. Thank you, Kelly. Uh, thank you very much for that reminder. Ladies and gentlemen, you're listening to the South Bay Show. We um, come to you every 
Thursday morning at 8 a.m. and every Friday morning at 8 a.m. We're uh, live streaming uh, in the morning. Uh, you can join us uh, on Thursdays. It's South Bay Spotlight, and what we spotlight is anything worth spotlighting in the South Bay, and that's uh, a lot. And uh, on Fridays, we're thrilled to be sponsored by the Manhattan Beach Chamber to perform uh, Manhattan Beach Chamber 360 with Kelly Stroman, uh, CEO and President, and uh, of course, often with uh, Jackie Balestra, my partner. So um, here we learn about any particular art exhibit, uh, government official, government program, or or uh, chamber member uh, in specifically Manhattan Beach. We're covering specifically Manhattan Beach on Friday. So please join us every week in the mornings on the, at 8 a.m. and uh, uh, Fridays and Thursdays, or you can join us in podcasts and listen to us while you're working out or uh, commuting or whatever. Please do that. And so now that we're going to be coming back to the show, Kelly, what are we covering? I want uh, to talk about the summer. We had you know, we, we partner with Street Food Cinema uh, to do the outdoor mm-hmm. movies at the West Rift. And uh, this is, you know, where a thousand people come and they, they sit on the golf course, you know, watch. Uh, w- w- this year we had three different movies. And uh, part of that evening, the gates open at 530, but before the movie there's a bunch of entertainment. There's music. Um, there's a live en- MC that strolls around. But we have food trucks that line up um, outside of the West Strip along the golf course there. And these are anything from, you know, food trucks that are um, super famous in Los Angeles, you know, everything from the lobster truck to the mac and cheese truck or whatever, um, to local options also, because we have a few chamber members that have their own food trucks in this area. And uh, Michael's Learning Place brought their Mikey's truck, uh, and as far as I could tell, was having a lot of fun at each movie. Um, the you know the people that were working the truck had so much fun engaging with all the guests and serving coffee and cookies and uh, the MC would always come over and interview them. It truly, is some of my favorite social media posts from those evenings. Are Ed, are your um, participants engaging with the crowd and with the MC and and being on camera? I mean, oh my gosh, they had they had so much. And it's great for them, but it's also great uh, for the food truck. So, you know, Ed, do you, can you share, is there any feedback? You know, when you guys have these events, you're so generous. You uh, you guys are always at so many different community events. You know, when they come, when you come back, do you guys have a little debrief? You know, did they enjoy it? Is it um, good exposure for you? Is it great learning for the kids? You know, can you shed any light on that and maybe – kind of what the um, the Mikey's truck has been able to do um, for your organization, but obviously for the community. Right. No, I think all of the areas you touched are beneficial. The students absolutely love it. Um, it's great marketing, branding from Michael's Learning Place, gets out the word about who we are and what we do. But I think the most important piece is um, the community awareness, understanding their students are we're all the same. And that's, that's such a big piece of who Michael's Learning Place is. I mean, it'd be great if we could say the food truck is, you know, we're in the black, we're making so much money, it's not even funny. 
it's not really about that. It's about the awareness in the community. And then what comes from that, you can see in the joy when you interview our students how happy they are, truly, truly happy they are. And that's by having opportunities to do this. So the more opportunities we can be out in the community, you talked about the veteran event at Connecticut this weekend. We'll be there on Sunday with the food truck. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. We just think it's vitally important to also give back to the community as a nonprofit, not always having our hand out looking for something, but by creating awareness, by, by giving back to other organizations. The food truck has been absolutely wonderful. Um, You know, we, we, park in front of we partner with mother's market on rosecrans every wednesday morning from eight to ten so we're there we um tuesdays and thursdays we're at um da vinci on aviation 135th in the morning uh, we've got pop-ups mm-hmm. at mattel four days a week um really the more we can get out there and create create the awareness the better off it's going to be for our students um right there we have students aren't, aren't even enrolled in any of michael's programs that are involved with Mikey's because they really want to get out there and be in front of people and be engaged and have a quality of life. I, I when I when I hear about the growth of someone who you know particularly uh, on the autistic spectrum who cannot maintain eye contact and is is concerned about distance uh, and then overcomes that for the purpose of working, I see a an amazing mentor. I see them as a mentor. They could mentor others about how yes. they made the transition. And I would love to see them holding classes for others to to talk about their experience because they have been through it. Yeah. I would like to have, see that, you know, Mike. I would like to see that. <laughs> yeah, all of our students, so – with the bakery program and the adult program, anybody that's in the kitchen has to have food handler certification. So they have to go online, do a test before they can do anything okay. in the kitchen. We actually have a okay. student now that runs that class. Okay. So he runs the health class. He does the updates with them. So he's in front of everybody, just like a regular staff would be. Um, except, right. you know, again, he had a, a label attached to his name. They right. mentor so when this young lady I was telling you about with the coffee service, she becomes a role model with the newer student that comes along and starts training in, in the um, cafe. So if something's right. not right, points it out, gives direction, um, supports them like we don't understand because we don't have that disability. So she right. naturally right. steps into that role. And it's not something that's taught. It just comes out naturally. Okay. And okay. to me, that's a great way to learn. And I'm thinking about that in terms of Michael's Place is a very special confluence of your talent, your friends and, and acquaintances, and, and this special place that we live in in Southern California. But how can this model, Michael's Place, be replicated in other places where it's sorely needed? I I, I I'm imagining that every town, every hamlet uh, in the in the country needs a Michael's Place of some kind. I agree. I agree. Um, at the end of the day, for any nonprofit, it, it comes down to, to dollars, right? So how do you fund yep. another Michael's in another community? You have to have the community involvement. I mean, we've met with right. many organizations from all over the country, actually, 
to talk about, you know, duplicating something all about Michaels. And again, we're not experts. We have a philosophy of how we do things here. And if people believe in the philosophy, then we think that's great. And we'll share information with anybody. So somebody came to us from Louisiana and says, Ed, you know, we found some resources, want to duplicate a Michaels, will you help us? The answer would be absolutely yes. No hesitation whatsoever. We don't need our name attached to it because there's enough. This needs to be everywhere. Um, Maybe it's components of what we do need to be there, and then somebody else has figured out another program that works really, really well. So I think all coming together, best practices, egos aside, you know, and then remembering why we're doing the work that we're doing. But I think this can be everywhere. It just comes down to the resources and the right stuff. Wow. Well, uh, I'm excited. I mean, I'm, I'm excited for the future, uh, Ed, because I see this as, uh, <laughs> as something that uh, could be replicated uh, a thousand times over and still you would only be scratching the surface, Correct. Uh, which is the, that's the need. It's crazy um, what the need is. Um, now, Kelly, we were going to talk about specifically about something else. Really fun that Ed brought to my attention, called the Santa Stroll, and I'm going to oh. allow Ed because I will not do it justice. This is something that um, is not it's not organized by the chamber, so uh, it wasn't a program that you know we brought to the community. It's something really that Ed brought to us. So Ed, do you want to um, take the last 15 minutes of our show to like talk about the Santa Stroll? Tell us what it is and how it's going to hopefully benefit Michael's Learning Place. Absolutely. I'd love to tell you about the, the California Great Santa Stroll. So mm. um, this idea came to us through a friend of mine, Linda Smith, told us about uh, this event that she had started years ago for an organization in um, Las Vegas called Opportunity Village, who currently holds the Santa Stroll record of, I believe it's a little over 9,500 Santas in the street. And that's a Guinness record, I believe. And So we Mm -hmm. thought, how much fun would it be to do something like that here in beautiful Southern California, where it is summer all the time, and do this in December, where people could still wear shorts and stroll the beach. So we went with the idea of let's just do this. And so the event is going to be on Saturday, December 14th, uh, at the end of Hermosa Pier, starts at 10 o'clock. And it is exactly what it says it is. It's a stroll. It's not a competitive run. There's no medals for winning. Um, everybody that registers gets a Santa suit, a five-piece Santa suit, uh, when they register. And then they can bling them out as a team. They can do whatever they want to do with them and then show up for a very family-friendly stroll. Um, and so we, our hopes um, next year is possibly to go for the world record. And I think we could beat the world record in Southern California. I think the South Bay communities have been incredibly <laughs> supportive of Michael's. Uh, how do we get the word out there for more and more people to come? Um, we've got some amazing sponsors, South Bay Ford, Connecticut's involved. Um, yeah, we've, we've just been, it's just been amazing how many people are jumping on board for this. Um, and so it should be a fun event. We hope people can come out. They can register on our website at michaels.org. Um, yeah, what else can I tell you about it? Other than it's just going to be an absolute blast. Right. Right. <laughs> Sounds so, wonderful. 
Ed, this is a fundraiser um, yes. for Michael's Learning Place, correct? You're the, yes. the beneficiary. Yes. Uh, the, uh, the registration fee, or, or how do you guys benefit from it? So there's we've got sponsorship, like I mentioned earlier. So we have sponsorship, and then there's registration fee that goes along with registering for the Santa Stroll. Um, if you register a team of five or more, it's thirty-five dollars per person. The individual would be forty-five. Uh, kids are twenty-five, and you actually you can register a dog to participate, um, and I believe that's a fifteen-dollar fee as well. And that's how we raise the money for the event. Um, it's not a beer drinking event. It's not a, you know, it's a family fun event. We've got K-Earth running the sound and music there. That should be a blast. And then we want people out in the community, you know, um, going to the local restaurants and having lunch in their Santa suits and creating that awareness um, about Michael's Learning Place and the work that we do. Uh, and the resources that we need to continue to grow and do the work that we do. That's the unfortunate mm-hmm. part of running a nonprofit is the, you know, the need to always have to raise money to keep the doors open. So, and so this is so, one event that we think could be huge. So give us a, give us a, a we've got a few minutes left, uh, Ed, give us a sense of what that burden is. I mean, is it, a million dollars a year, two million dollars right. a year. What's the burden? Right. So, so currently, our current budget is just a little over two million a year, and okay. we get some state support. About sixty percent comes from the state, um, and the rest is fundraising, grant writing, events. You know, individual donors. Individual donors are really the key to, for nonprofits to keep the doors open in the future. So we're mm-hmm. always trying to come up with new ways of creating sources of revenue, like the coffee business, the T-shirt business, so we can be a little bit more self-supporting through our own contributions and not always having to ask for more and more and more. And because, because Michael's Place owns their own building and has this structure in place, which literally, you know, obviously you want the structure to outlive you. and to Absolutely. Be, uh yeah, I, every every fiber of of uh, your being says you want Michael's place to live outlive you. Well, then perhaps people can also include you in their um, in their in their uh, future planning, uh, like bequests and things like that. Yes, yes, and we have that an attorney be... and a and a and a financial planner that manages that. That's a tough conversation mm. to have with someone. You know, when you yeah. talk about the inevitable. Um, yeah. But to your point, I really, I am about the long game. I'm, I'm about this being here long after I'm gone. If it was yeah. ever about me, I would have named it Ed. And that would not yeah. have been any fun for anybody, right? <laughs> um, we, But we also have bigger plans. I mean, we, I would love to have a campus-type setting. I would like to be able to expand what we do in a building and land right. and have space for, for us to really grow. And, you know, we're looking into housing at some point, and there's so much more that needs to be done. Yeah. And it can be yeah. done. It just requires yeah. the supports, right? Yeah, right, right. Fantastic. Uh, um, a worthy life's work. A worthy life's work. Uh, it it uh, reminds me so much, although I won't get into it, how uh, the the homeless problem is never going to be solved by right. 
saying, oh, well, we're going to train, we retrain all these people to be computer engineers, and they're going right. to get great jobs, and they're going to uh, live right. in condos. Uh, no, that's not, no. We have to right. widen our perspective to allow people to live the life that they are capable of living and that they want to live. We have to create space for that in our society. Uh, and right. uh, so we will. Yeah. So, Absolutely. Um, I have two questions for you, very different questions. One, okay. if somebody registers their dog for the Santa stroll, does the dog get a Santa costume of any sort? There are no Santa costumes for the dog. There will be a dog contest for the best dressed dog. They will I get a that. Mikey's. <laughs> they will get a Mikey's dog treat that are made by our students. Exactly. And it will be healthy. <laughs> is completely different going back to kind of the entrepreneurial uh, conversation we were having at the beginning of the show last night at this inspire event that I was at with the women entrepreneurs someone asked uh, the second speaker she said what do you do how do you deal with burnout you know when when you Hmm. um, obviously running a business is not easy and you're putting your heart and soul, your finance, mm. everything into it. Um, it co- mm. probably comes in fits and spurts of massive tidal wave type of workload, and then it calms down a little bit. Mm. But you know, mm. when you are getting a little tapped, a little burnt out, how do you rejuvenate yourself? Because that's so important. You are Michael's learning place. So how do you rejuvenate yourself? To you know, so Michael continues to shine. Right. Well, I got to be honest with you. I hardly ever get any burnout because I love what I do. I, you know, if I'm not at home with my family, I love being here at Michael's. It's a home for me. So I don't think I have mm-hmm. your typical entrepreneurial burnout where it's, you know, because I have such an amazing team around me that make the work happen. And then it allows me to continue to create. But I've also been the type of person going back to my 20s where my time is important to me. So making that time, going to the gym in the morning, when I'm at home with my family at night, I'm at home with my family at night, and understanding that there has to be separation. And I think maybe because I've been doing that most of my adult life, I've not Mm -hmm. gone through the heavy amounts of burnout where I'm just exhausted. I go out of town. If my wife and I go out of town on vacation, I come back, I look forward to walking back into my building. It's mm-hmm. like being home for me. And that's a beautiful thing that I get to do that. And right. so the burnout's not there. I mean, there, that doesn't mean there aren't days where like, I'm just like, Hey, I'm just tired, but it's not like this emotional draining. Oh my God, I just can't do this. It's never been that. Never. Right. Well, I know I've got a that- great team. Yeah, no, I love that. That's it's really beautiful. Um, you can hear it in your voice too. How much this you enjoy this. I, I have to tell you, when I saw your students at the movies, I think it was particularly the Bohemian Rhapsody one, uh, where she was so excited to be interviewed by the MC. Her enthusiasm was just like busting out of her, yeah. and I wasn't actually there for that movie. I had another engagement, but I saw the video and I saw it on social media. And I, I, I swear, 
I washed it ten times because it was like this, you know, effervescent tonic that completely rejuvenated me uh, listening to her enthusiasm and seeing her face. So I can only imagine when you walk in the door to what you call kind of as your home, your second home in a way that you're just immediately rejuvenated because there's so much joy in what you do. I think what you do, Ed, is just, it's beautiful and it's um, creating, you know, happiness in a way for so many students, so many families. Um, You're creating hope out there and I just, I really appreciate you for what you have, you know, brought to this community, and and it's really fun to see how it's growing too. I appreciate that, and you know, I, I'm appreciative of the community and everybody around that makes this happen. Again, it's not a one-man show, and I, you know, I have to stay humble in the fact of knowing that without my support, this doesn't happen, and we don't even have this conversation. You know, I'm so aware of how I've been blessed and the support that I've gotten here. Um, again, Michael's needs to continue when I'm gone. And if it's set up mm-hmm. that way where people have ownership and leadership in what they're doing, Blaze running the bakery business, Jose running the printing business, knowing that those, those two components by those two are handled, the after-school program being run by lead staff, knowing that that's handled. So if everything is handled, then when my time comes, I'm going to be much more at ease with knowing that it's time to retire, it's you know whatever it might be that Michaels will continue the way it needs to continue, mm-hmm. but it takes the community really takes mm-hmm. the community. Do you want to mention some of your other just um, year round sponsors with Michaels learning place or anything? Well, we've got a lot of sponsors, um, you know, local community sponsors, Chevron Connecticut has been an amazing partner with Michaels, the new partnership with mother's market continental development, of course, has been a wonderful sponsor. Um, Raytheon has been a great sponsor. Northrop Grumman has been a, a great sponsor. Um, so it's been, you know, the Rotary Clubs, the Kiwanis Clubs, NRG. I mean, it really, Mattel, I mean, it's, I mean, it's the South Bay, right? It's the South Bay. And so we're continuing to build those relationships, um, getting more people involved, a lot of volunteer groups. We have Sandpipers and volunteers a lot, Amigos, NCL, um, you know, we have interns from USC that come in from Pepperdine. Mm-hmm. We've just had so many people just kind of take Michaels into their arms and, you know, make the, make us part of their family as well, um, which allows us to do more. You know, if we didn't have the community and we were just, you know, running our programs based on what the state supports us with, we wouldn't be doing the things that we're doing. You know, the Amundsen Foundation, which right. helped buy our food truck and, you know, they also built out our kitchen, the Rose Hills Foundation, which helped us expand our kitchen. And they, both those organizations also helped us buy the building. You know, individual donors, you know, that have been huge for Michaels and bringing in their supports to believe in us. That's a wonderful gift when you have people that believe in the work and they see the importance of the work. And then when they show up here and they feel a part of, that's a beautiful thing. Wow. That is. That's it. There you go. Ed but let Lynch. me let me point one thing out really yeah. quick for the listeners out there. We're having an art show on November twenty second and twenty third, Friday and Saturday. And it's artists mm-hmm. from our community. So it'll be twenty five artists with developmental disabilities selling their art, making money from selling their art. It's a free event at Michael's Learning Place. 
And the beauty, to your point of when they did the interview from the, at the movie day, is the students never thought, a lot of them never thought their art was ever good enough. And then when somebody comes up and starts talking to them about their art and buys their art, to see them light up is a beautiful thing. And a whole variety of art, there's recycled art, paintings, drawings, you name it, it will be there. Mm -hmm. So if anybody's mm -hmm. interested, again, it's a free event and it's a fun event. And is that at Michael's Learning Place? Yes, in, in Hawthorne on Rosecrans. And, and they can go to the website as well, and they can, you know, they can look at all the events we've got going on and follow us on social media and Facebook and, you know, Instagram. And we, we do a lot more with social media than we do with the website because it seems like that's the way people are with their phones every day as we're looking at, you know, who's doing what on Instagram or Facebook and maybe some of the others that I'm not too familiar with. But, um, yeah, it's good stuff. Yeah. All right. Fantastic. This has been an amazing show, Ed. Thank you uh, for joining us today. Thank you for having me. I appreciate getting the word out about Michaels. I appreciate the two of you for helping in that cause. Always, 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 always. And thank you, Kelly. Thank you, Joe. Everybody have a beautiful weekend. And yes, you, you we as well. Miss, yes, everyone. And we do miss Jackie. We hope to see her back next week. Bye-bye, everyone. Take care. Thanks. For Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus.